Well, that song, ever since I heard it, gives me a lot of peace. Just going through that timeline of things, lots of peace. And that's what we're talking about today. And uh, one way to describe the state of peace or peacefulness is by thinking about sleep. Sleeping, you know, like a baby peacefully sleeping. Another thing about sleep, have you ever noticed how animals can just fall asleep just about any time, anywhere? For example, cats, they can sleep up to 20 hours a day. Teenagers too, but we're talking about animals. Okay. (laughs) Bears, bears can sleep months at a time. What about horses? They can sleep standing up. Pretty much the animal kingdom has the sleep act together. With one exception, at least one exception. Sheep. Yeah, sheep. They're not natural born sleepers. In his book, A Shepherd's Look at the 23rd Psalm, Philip Keller, a shepherd born in Kenya, says that in order for sheep to even lie down and rest, Four things have to be in place. They have to be free from fear of attack. They have to be free from friction within the flock. They have to be free from aggravation like gnats and flies biting at them. And they have to be full. They have to have all these things in place. If not, if it's not just right, they'll Stay awake. They'll fight sleep. They'll keep wandering around. They'll keep grazing no matter how tired they get. And when sheep don't sleep, bad stuff happens. They lose weight. Their coats get thin and coarse. Their health deteriorates. They lose their value. That's just how it is when it comes to sheep and sleep. Do you know what other mammal has the same sleep issue? You guessed it, humans. (laughs) In order for us to sleep, everything has to be just right. Maybe that's why we count sheep at night. They're up, we're up, we might as well put them to some good use, right? (laughs) Well, since we uh, are not natural born sleepers, sometimes we need a little help. People find help in alcohol sometimes. Maybe it's sleeping pills. Maybe it's food. Some people need to have the TV on all night long for them to sleep. And if those things don't work, then we spend the day half awake. And when that happens, our skin loses color. We get dark circles under our eyes. We lose our health. Our health deteriorates. We lose our value. Sleep doesn't come easily for many of us, and that's why God promises to bless his people with sleep. Here's a great Bible verse. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Terry and I use that all the time. We'll be praying with people, a group of people. Let's say there's a meeting at night, and we'll say, Lord, bless us, you know, as we travel home, keep us safe, and give us sweet sleep. Always pray that. Sheep don't sleep well because by nature they tend to be jittery. They tend to be panicky. They can't properly defend themselves. 
So they're always ready to run for their lives. Even if a dog is barking too closely to the flock, they can get all flustered and run in every direction. When sheep sense trouble is near, they keep their eyes open. You ever notice how big sheep's eyes are? They're just these big balls, you know, huge. Sheep don't defend themselves well, but they do have a habit of picking on each other. Keller says that some sheep just by nature like to keep things stirred up. They challenge other sheep to fight, if you can call that fighting. They bully smaller sheep. And if these bullies aren't put in their place, he says they keep the entire flock in a constant state of unrest. Sounds a little bit like their human counterpart, doesn't it? Philip Keller makes this observation. In the course of time, I came to realize that nothing so quieted and reassured the sheep as to see me in the field. He's saying that the shepherd, the presence of the shepherd, puts the sheep at peace. They don't panic as easily. They don't fight as much. He says they're able to lay down and peacefully sleep. Works the same for you and me. Nothing reduces stress like the presence of our great shepherd. When you're living your life in close connection with Jesus, you can rest, you can relax, you can have peace. Sheep need to know that everything is okay in order for them to sleep well. And so do we. The good news is we can know everything is okay. We can. We can know this. We have a shepherd who looks out for us. He takes care of us. He protects us if we will only let him. The second verse of Psalm 23 says, and listen carefully, Terry. (laughs) He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Hang with me. No, just kidding. She actually memorizes way better than me. Look at me. I'm looking at it. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That's what it says. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. David, the shepherd, is talking about a life of satisfied peace with his great shepherd. The image he paints is this lazy afternoon where sheep can rest comfortably on that full tummy. Shepherds usually have their flock graze in the rougher fields first. Early in the day, the rougher, where they got to work a little harder. And then as the day continues, he leads them up to greener pastures, more fertile pastures, so that in the afternoon, after grazing on the best grass and taking a drink out of the quiet stream, they're able to nap comfortably because they know that when they wake up, everything will be all right. Sounds peaceful, doesn't it? That same experience is available to you and me. God is ready to help us lie down in green pastures and to drink from still waters if we're ready to accept his offer to live a satisfied life. How do we get there? Well, today I'm going to give us three more habits to adopt. Just like last week, some habits to adopt. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of homework again, just like last week. This is going to help us put this stuff into practice. So here's the first habit. Surrender. Surrender to the leadership of Jesus Christ. We've got to just give it up to him. 
Now, some of you may say, well, I surrendered my life to Jesus when I became a Christian. Well, that's true. You did. You did just that. But surrendering is not a one-time event. It's a daily thing. We have to do it over and over again. Each day, we need to seek God's leadership in our lives. Jesus said, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Another translation puts it this way, that we need to daily follow him. Daily. Keller talks about sheep's inability to lead themselves. He bought a sheep farm that had been poorly managed, probably terribly mismanaged. The fields, he says, were overgrazed and would no longer grow grass. The slopes faced uncontrolled erosion and the sheep trails were overused to the point that they were gullies. They'd become gullies. All because the previous owner left the sheep to struggle for themselves. He put the sheep in a fenced-in field, it's fenced in, and he left them to graze and drink and rest all on their own. This does not work for sheep. They don't know how to graze selectively in one place and then in another so the pasture can replenish itself. They just graze in one spot down to the root until there's nothing left but dirt, and then they move to the next spot. Keller also talks about trying to lead his sheep to a stream for water. But some of his sheep insisted on stopping at mud holes where the water was dirty and unsafe. They didn't know the difference. They just drink anything liquid. Sheep can't lead themselves well, and neither can we. Left to our own devices, we eat too much, we fight too much, we sabotage our most important relationships, we, uh, we, we ignore the needs of other people, we make a mess of things and create a lot of mess for ourselves and for other people. The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and don't rely on our own intelligence. We could do a whole series of messages on God's wisdom compared to ours. Living a satisfied life means that we acknowledge that God knows more than we do. Duh. <laughs> We've got to acknowledge that. He's better at planning than we are. He, he's better at running our lives than we are. Now, he doesn't promise anyone a perfect life, an easy life, but he does promise peace. He promises. He, he says he'll give us that. If you're not experiencing his peace on a regular basis, maybe not all the time, but periods of it on a regular basis, if you're not consistently experiencing moments of contentment, moments of satisfaction, well, you're missing out on what he wants to give you. In every situation, the Bible says, let God know what your need is. Let him know. And then God's peace, which goes beyond our understanding, will guard our thoughts and our emotions through Christ Jesus. We don't even have to understand it. And he gives us this peace. Don't get me wrong. We all face challenges, big challenges sometimes. We all go through that valley, as we're going to hear David talk about soon. But 
if God is not leading you, watch this now, if God is not leading you on some occasions with moments of peace and satisfaction, then maybe he's not leading you at all. So if peace eludes you, you got to begin right here. Surrender. Surrender to the leadership every day of your life to the leadership of Jesus Christ. All right, here's the next habit we need to develop. Identify your green pastures and your still waters. Identify them. Look for them. There are things in your life that refresh you, that renew your body and soul and spirit. They're always good things. You know, examples could be uh, spending the night alone, an evening alone with your spouse, taking your kids to the, on a picnic, reading a good book, listening to some music, taking a walk, eating lunch in a new spot, you know, a park or something like that. These are things that are good for you. These are things you enjoy. There will be things you, that strengthen you. It's stuff that takes you into that green pasture where, where God wants you to go. He wants you to go to these places. Every day, you should be able to say something like this. Okay, this has been a tough day. I've had problems coming at me left and right, but God has given me moments of peace here and there. Little moments where I feel like I'm drinking from that quiet stream, where I'm laying down in the green pasture. I just mentioned some good things that could be your green pasture, but you know where the greenest pastures are? In the presence of our great shepherd. That's where they are. After all, he holds the title Prince of Peace. He's our Prince of Peace. Spend time with him. Spend time in the Bible. Spend time in prayer, in worship. Worship would be something new for you guys other than here. You know, this isn't the only place we're supposed to worship. This is just practice. We should be worshiping all the time. We should be meditating on God. If you're not doing this on a regular basis, you're going to be missing peace in your daily life. Jesus said this, he was, and he was basically saying, you know, it, it could work in with this topic today. He's saying that, uh, that we, sh- we should go find those quiet places. He said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly where everyone can see them. That's bragging. But when you pray, he says, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. That door could be sitting under a tree outside. Okay, so give some thought to this idea of green pastures and still waters and and figure out what does that mean in your life? What does that represent? How does it relate to you personally? What are some of the things God uses to refresh your life, to to cause you to build up strength in your body and, and spirit? Take some time to identify those places. Now, here's the next thing, and it, and it just kind of flows together. We surrender, then we, we identify. Third thing, we follow God there every day. doesn't do any good if you just put the thing on a list. You know, these are my quiet places, and you don't go there. Go there. Follow God every day. If God is leading you, then he's leading you into these pastures and still waters. 
It's not to say that we don't go through some difficult days, but even during the most challenging seasons of your life, God will give you some peaceful times, some moments of tranquility. Here's a problem we have amongst others. Here's one of them. We put the best experiences of life, that's these green pastures, these moments where we're at still water, we put those moments on the back burner. You know how it goes, especially when we're busy. You know, I miss my time with my family, but I'll get to that later. I love spending time with God in a green pasture, but I'll get to that later. You know, I really need to rest later, right? Right? Okay. Sometimes I think we need to get a little more aggressive in our pursuit of God. Now, that sounds counterintuitive, especially during a message about peace. Aggressive? Here's what I mean. Let let me give you a couple of reminders with Jesus. Remember when the people were in the temple, in the temple, in the church, selling uh, sacrifices for for a profit, big profit, okay? There were the money changers. They were changing the money. The people would come from all over the place and have different currency. They changed the money so they could buy the sacrifices, but they take their cut out of it. They're doing all this stuff. Here comes Jesus. He tips over the tables. And he runs everybody out with a whip. How many paintings do you know of with Jesus with a whip? (laughs) You don't see that around much, but that's what he did. And you know what he was doing? He was saying to these people, look, this temple, this place that I call my father's house, this wasn't supposed to be some chaotic marketplace. This is supposed to be a peaceful place of prayer. Got aggressive. Here's another little example of him being aggressive. Remember, the disciples are out in the boat, and the storm comes up. They're all going to drown. They're all freaking out. You know, Jesus, help us. He didn't just say peace. He said, peace, be still. There's another translation that says, settle down. Now, here's what that says to me. We need to follow hard after God. Not just tiptoe through the tulips. Oh, I'm just enjoying my time with Jesus. Isn't it so neat to be a Christian? No. No. If, If I want peace, by God, I better go after it. Instead of saying, doesn't God realize how difficult my life is? Doesn't he see how, how, how much I need him? Doesn't he realize this? Of course he realizes it. Instead, we should be saying, God, I'm coming hard after you. I'm going to follow you every day because I want your peace. That's why Jesus said, if any of you come to me, or he says, come to me. I want you to come to me if you're weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. He's the one that's going to give us the peace, the rest the tranquility. We're not getting it from anywhere else. No matter what else is going on in your life, he'll lead you to the pastures and the quiet streams if we follow him. 
You know where the pastures are in your life. You know where those still waters are. Just be willing to go there with him. Let him lead you there. Now remember last week's homework? It was to memorize verse 1. And then you were to take some time each day to thank God for three material things and three spiritual blessings. And then make your list, list of needs, so you can make those a matter of prayer. And the purpose of last week was to help us see more clearly the many ways our shepherd watches over us and provides for us. Now for this week's homework. Now these things are only going to take a couple of minutes a day. Just do them when you wake up, right before you go to sleep at night. And let Psalm 23 permeate your soul. First thing, memorize verse 2. Each day, along with last week's verse, say it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Memorize that. Next time, next thing. Take that same sheet of paper or device you used and and take a few minutes to identify your green pastures and your still waters. Those are the good things. Things like I mentioned earlier. Things that God uses to refresh you. If you make this list, it's like you're saying, God, these are the places where I know you want to lead me and where I know I should go, and I'm going to look for these opportunities to do these things and to go to these places. And then visit your green pasture. Every day of your life, visit one of your green pastures, one of your rivers that's running smoothly and calmly and quietly. Often as you prepare your day's activities, God will remind you, you know, you don't have any plans for lunch today. Take your Bible and go somewhere quiet and have lunch with God, okay? Maybe he'll remind you, you know, when you get off work today, it'd be a good time to play catch with your son. Whatever it is, whatever it is that kind of makes you relax, rest in your green pasture. So you begin each day by saying, Lord, I surrender to your leadership. I'm going to follow you today. Find your green pastures and then go there. Now, one more little thing, real simple here. As you're laying there in bed, ready to go to sleep, take a few moments and just meditate on God and thank him for being your prince of peace. Just thank him for being present in your life. And then watch this, watch this now. Allow yourself to sleep. Allow yourself to sleep, knowing that you're in his care, that he's watching over you. King Solomon, he learned some stuff, I'm sure, from his shepherd daddy, King David. And you can tell by the way he writes one of the Proverbs. He said, when you lie down, it's the verse I started with, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. We aren't, by nature, peaceful creatures. We're prone to stress, anxiety, tension, friction, obsessing over every little problem. But those who know the good shepherd, those are the ones that can experience a different way of life. 
you're going to face trials. You're going to face them. You're going to face those problems. But each and every day, God has the, pos- the, the ability to lead you into a quiet place, to give you the peace that you're crying out for, to allow you to live a satisfied life. So do that. Be aware of your shepherd, that he's always near and he's always there to care for you. Let's pray. Jesus, great shepherd, we come to you this morning. We thank you for being here with us. We thank you for loving us, for for keeping us in your arms. God, I pray that you would uh, help us this week as we say this verse over and over again and meditate on it, get it down inside of us. Lord, I pray that you would just help us to, to be peaceful people. And, and I don't just mean that we're not aggressive. That does sound like a weird word and a peace message. But let us be aggressive to go after you. Let us go hard after you to grab onto you and Maybe I should say allow you to grab onto us so we will know that we can be still. We can be still and know that you are God. In Jesus' name, amen.